Episode 10, Adventures in a Tiny World Drenched in Style and Story There's a common misconception that using the word whimsical to describe something means that it cannot, at the very same time, be serious and in-depth experience. Or, that in order to be whimsical, it must be droll. Odd. But this isn't always the case. In fact, a droll experience is often a product of laziness. Oddities or capriciousness are there in order to distract or hold attention away from an otherwise shallow or boring product. This is increasingly common in the modern comedy film genre. Wittiness has been co-opted by screenwriters as the protein of their stories and it makes for unsatisfying pieces of entertainment. To me, and many others like me, a thing has to be far more than just odd to be intriguing. It has to be more than funny to be charming. And it has to be more than whimsical to keep our attention. When it comes to film, they only have to vie for your attention for just a few hours at maximum. Video games, on the other hand, are often seeking hours worth of commitment, stretching into double digits at least. Sitting down to write this impression script, I keep thinking about one single thing, one piece of media. Honey, I shrunk the kids. But why? Perhaps it is still the most sparkling example of whimsy that continues to stick with me through the decades of film watching. It was wondrously odd and exceptionally intricate, especially as far as kids' movies go. It went above and beyond the call of its quirkiness to provide a lot of fascinating stories about siblings, parents, adults, and family bonding. None of which it had to do, yet it remains an immensely whimsical ride, and did something just left of the norm to stand out amongst the now classic films of the late 80s and early 90s. Or I could be thinking of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids a lot, because Stonefly occupies a small shrunken world. From the same team that brought us amazing and fun video games like Creature in the Well, Manifest 99, and Island Time, comes Stonefly, a game about tiny beings building bug-like mechs to battle crawlers, collect resources, and explore the world. And I cannot begin to express how astounding and wonderful this plant-covered minuscule universe actually is. This is episode 10, Adventures in a Tiny World Drenched in Style and Story. I am Wyatt Fawcett, and welcome to The First Bite. Stonefly is a bit hard to describe in layman's terms. It's the birth child of lo-fi study beats, mesmerizing beautiful wallpaper, and stories you tell your kids while you're tucking them in at night. Through press and media, the team describes Stonefly as a chill and tranquil action-adventure game about self-discovery, legacy, and belonging. And that's very apt. But... It doesn't quite sell just how fascinating the collection and unlocking of new bug mech parts is, and how ingrained into my preferences this art style is. 
Their self-designation chill and tranquil tagline also does a bit of a funny job misleading players. Sure, the exploration and music by Nature Boy Flacco within the Stonefly universe can feel very much inundated with both of those buzzwords. However, the combat, you don't actually kill things, you just push bugs off leaves and platforms with air, can turn into a frantic and meticulous combo-mashing arena that raises my BPM to an incredible amount. I wasn't expecting it. And I absolutely fucking love it. Tacked onto the end of their elevator pitch is the description and term self-discovery. Belonging. And oh boy, let me tell you just how large an understatement that is. Every few years an indie game comes around that just doesn't rest on its laurels. Luckily for the teams making them, there's a gregarious and eccentric gameplay loop that allows them to garner gargantuan attention, even from gamers outside the indie gaming space. Then, when the game launches, we are treated to a monumental storytelling experience, seemingly out of nowhere. Not that indie games can't have fabulous or intricate stories, rather, the selling features would go unchanged regardless of the reason. And this is us diving into the better-than-it-needed-to-be statement of grand satisfaction. And I, for one, am always enamored and amazed when that happens. Celeste is the most recent example of this, in my mind. Not relying solely on the well-crafted gameplay, we partake in a journey of depression, anxiety, self-awareness, coping, and overcome hurdles that are very, very real in our own lives, at least... That's how it feels from where I'm sitting. The story, the characters, and journey through Stonefly are simply described by one word. Unforgettable. If this game had come out and it was just a cool concept matched with amazing art, it would have been a fantastic experience. One I could easily gush about. But the team at Flight School Studios took themselves seriously bolstered the offerings beyond the start screen of Stonefly, and made what is possibly my favorite indie game in the last five years. Even now, writing about how this experience has made me feel over the course of a handful of hours I've put into it so far, I grow a little teary-eyed. If the global pandemic and distance weren't stopping me, I would request the opportunity to hug each and every person that has their fingerprints all over this game. And that's just it. You can feel the fingerprints. And it's not just the choice in painted and modern millennials posing in front of houseplants pastel adjacent vibe that the art style portrays. It's so much more than that, in a beautiful package. Prolonged is the tale of overachieving indie games, or in my preferred way of looking at it, an industry and player base that consistently undervalues what indie games as a creative medium can offer. As someone who's worked in independent mediums, supported independent companies, and found some of his favorite game experiences outside of the norm, I see a fabulously deep well of talent and potential. Thanks to games like Stonefly, I will continue to believe this and promote indie creators at every turn. A lack of restraint often translates into a vast ocean of possibilities. You can say more, be bolder, and the creators of Stonefly have done just that.
taking a whimsical concept and translating it into one of the most brilliantly captivating video games this side of Breath of the Wild, it's astounding. My only gripe, and I understand how much work it would take to weave something like this, but I would love to have a multiplayer experience of some sort. Being able to team up with friends, hop in our bug mechs, and go explore or grind out for materials and upgrades, and there are a lot of materials and upgrades to be had, would have been a compelling reason to invite others to play, or just purchase this game in droves for all of my friends. It is comical in a way. The more I admire, or the more I obsess with a game, the less I like to talk about my experiences with it. It becomes a slag of vague tropes and acts as if I've been hired to write a pitch deck. I just wrote this script and I haven't really told you a whole lot about this game. I think the majority of that comes from wanting others to jump in without as much of my opinion as they possibly can. To delineate how one should feel or experience something this gorgeous and this impactful is to simply do a disservice to the creators. So to wrap up this impressions podcast where I have gushed about my impressions in bag tranquility, I have to say that I'm blown away by the riveting experience provided by Flight School, by the story and the art and the world that is Stonefly. I'm unable to properly express how badly I wish to spend each and every hour that I'm awake inside my bug mech, even if I was just exploring or to hang out inside this universe. I think it goes to show how great combination of talents this game is when the entire package isn't resting on one thing or another. In totality, Stonefly might be the most cohesive, innovative, fresh, and remarkable game I've played maybe in my entire life. I will gush about this game forever. And if you're in the mood for some lo-fi beats that marks the occasion, definitely go check out the Nature Boy Flacco Hill Beats for Flora and Fauna, which is the Stonefly OST. You can find that on YouTube. And thank you so much for listening to the show. You can get a copy of Stonefly on all the major consoles, Steam, even the Switch. And I really think you should. This game is beyond words. Even though you just finished listening to 12 minutes of me talking about it. I appreciate you guys coming by every week and listening to the show and and everyone that has been really kind and reached out on Twitter. You can find me at Wyatt Fawcett. I love to chat and we can discuss what games are coming up on the show, what games I should be paying attention to. I've been wanting to lean a little bit more towards off the beaten path experiences because I think that while I love games like Days Gone and Sea of Thieves, and Monster Hunter Rise, some of the bigger experiences we've covered on this show, I think there's a lot more to be found outside of that wheelhouse. And I really want to do my part, as little impact as I have, to amplify these creators, to share their stories, to talk about their games, and really start doing a job of 
promoting some of the things you might have missed when you're scrolling through the new release charts and calendars and and I can't I can't wait to continue to grow the show with you guys and again thank you so much for tuning in I look forward to this day every week and I will talk to you all soon take care <laughs>